Hello, and welcome to New Day Christian Fellowship Church Podcast, where we worship, connect, equip, and serve. We're so glad that you're joining us. Our prayer is that you allow today's message to minister to you so that you can become all that God has called you to be. Thanks so much for tuning in and enjoy today's message. Bow your heads. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this opportunity you've given us to hear from heaven, Father. I thank you for a word in season, a word, a right now word, dear Lord God, as my friend Pastor Tom says, a right now word, Father God, because your word tells us now faith is, dear Lord God. So I pray we understand this Kairos moment that you've invited us to be a part of, Father God, that you uniquely designed us to be a part of. So I thank you, Lord. We all have ears to hear what your spirit is saying. We give you alone all the praise, give you alone all the glory. We pray that your spirit fall upon all the churches in Corona, in the Inland Empire, in California, the United States, and all over the world. In Jesus' name, let all who agree say, amen, 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 amen. Well, give our band a hand, please. Amen, amen. So, um, question. What principles do you guys live by? What principles do you guys live by? Now, my mom is sitting here today, so I got to behave first service. I'm going to act a fool second service when she goes home. She's 87 years old, and I'm still scared of her. Now, we never said this in our household, but I know some of my friends did. What happens in this house stays in this house. And a lot of you guys grew up with that principle. And there's nowhere in the Bible, but you grew up with them. Now, one of the things I grew up with living in the city of Compton was get them before they get you. You know that. Go on the offensive. Go on the offensive. And I learned it early. I remember in the eighth grade in the wood shop, three guys came up on me. Three guys walked up on me. And he, one guy had been jog- just talking. Now he had two of his friends just walked up on me busted him in his mouth. He didn't see it coming. He had to get them before they got me. Now you come into the kingdom and Jesus talking this turn the other cheek stuff. <laughs> That's another principle. I heard Dr. Frederick Casey Price say, well, I turned both cheeks. I ain't got no more cheeks. <laughs> but the title, today, the message title today is following his principles and his patterns following his principles and his patterns. Now, again, I'm going to mention Minister Asha because she stood here last week, and only one thing she said that I disagree with. She said, I'm replacing Bishop Tony. You are not replacing me. <laughs> you were divinely orchestrated for that message. And then the other thing you said is, look, guys, I wrote this sermon before I heard him what he preached last Sunday, and I want you all to know that I wrote my sermon before I heard what she preached last Sunday. But you're going to see it all ties in together. And so when Minister Tim Johnson was up here, and right at the end as we were transitioning, he quoted Joshua 1.8, which is where are my first scripture. How about that? Amen. Look at God. So Joshua 1.8, and it says this, okay? It says, study this book of instruction continually. It's talking about the Bible, okay? Now, we're talking about following his principles and his patterns. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it every now and then. Just when you feel like it on, on the week after Easter, no. Meditate on it on Christmas Eve. No, no, wait. Meditate on it New Year. No, no. Meditate on it. It's my birthday. No. Meditate on it day and night. So that you will be sure to obey some things. I'm going to obey the Bible. Not my feelings. 
Not my preferences. You will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in some of the things you do. I'm trying to succeed in everything I do. Everything I put my hand to, I want him to anoint and bless. So let me get into the word and let the word get into me. The word, the word, not tradition. Now we're good with tradition. The way we like to do things. But what does set the Lord? What does the word of God say? That's Old Testament, Bishop Tony. That's Old Testament. We New Testament uh, Christians. Okay, fine, smarty. Okay, go to Luke then. New Testament. Okay, come on with your Bible college degree. Okay, Luke 4, 3. Let's go to Luke 4. And this is Jesus. And uh, he's in the, this is Jesus after his baptism. And, he, and the Spirit led him into the wilderness. And watch this, okay? And he's being tempted of, of the devil. Forty days he was fasting. But watch this. And the devil said unto him, if thou be the son of God. And see, that's the one thing about the devil. He's going to always mess you up with your identity. One thing he's going to always get you to in my identity, who I am. And you don't know who you are. That's a whole other message. He's going to jack you up. If you be the son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. You've been fasting all this time. Feed yourself. Do something miraculous. And Jesus answered him saying, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone. But how shall he live? But by every what? Every what? One, two, three. Every what? Not every tradition. Not in the tradition of the black church. I've seen that posted in some four years. Wasn't no black church for like 2,000 years. So all of a sudden, and it's not just a black thing, it's everybody else, everything else. Tradition. Tradition? Tradition. How did tradition start? Somebody favors one particular aspect of something, begins to overemphasize it. Next thing you know, it's a whole denomination. And you think you're the sum total of all things Christian. So we need to get into the word. We see that in Old Testament and New Testament. Now, let's get into a story. And again, we're looking at following his principles and his patterns, okay? And, and I like to read, a, read the word of God, and I like to teach it with an emphasis on its practical application to my day-to-day -day life. From my marriage, from my parenting, from my leadership, from my pastoring, from this bishopric, to everything I do, I need it, it needs to be word-based. It needs to be rooted in the word of God. So, uh, Minister Alvaro mentioned earlier, yes, we're in the middle of this building project, okay, and right now, in this fundraising, okay, and what I've done, I've given you scripture. Now, some of y'all, you get your feelings hurt, well, he ain't been talking about money, you just got an issue with giving. So, I'm just going to need you, if that's your attitude, just sit this one out, okay? Yeah, just sit, and when I ain't leaving, you, just, just, you can just sit out, just keep your mouth closed, just, just be cool, just be cool, and let us do what God has placed in our hearts to do. Now, let, let me show you a story so you better understand this principle. Because many times when I get feedback, I'm sorry, when I get pushback, the pushback is really based on your ignorance and a combination, a combination of your ignorance and your preference and your feelings. And so, and by the way, nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. Everything is great. Uh, we had a wonderful time in Brazil. Jackie loves me like never before. My mom is healthy. You know, she was out walking yesterday, but Sister Michelle Bailey saw her. They was hanging out together. And everything is great in Tony Dunn's world. Okay, and I'm still working on my delivery. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working. <laughs> Amen. So, I want to talk to you about Esther. Go to Esther, please, chapter 4. Esther, chapter 4. And let me give you the backstory on, on, on this young lady. So, here's the deal. The Jewish people were in captivity. Say captivity. 
because they had been disobedient and God allowed the Assyrians and the Babylonians to come and just run roughshod over them and they ended up in captivity. Now, a few generations later, we have this young lady who was an orphan, say orphan, and her name was Esther, okay? Now, here's the deal. Now, the king, you know, the king, he likes ladies, okay? Player, player, that's what he was. All right, so he likes ladies, right? And so, um, uh, uh, what they did, they wanted to prepare, you know, some brides for the king. And so, they, they, they went out to all the countryside and found the pretty girls and loved on them and, and got them all oiled up and, and lotions and, and, and ointments and all that kind of stuff and did their hair. And, and, and they just took great care of them. So, for a whole year, this orphan girl is being dolled on and, and, you know, just, yeah, okay. There's a spa treatment. It's a whole year of spa treatment, okay? Whole year. So you think about if you could spend a whole year down in Glen Ivy. I need you to really see this, okay? A whole year down in Glen Ivy, and Jackie likes Burke Williams, and convinced me one time to go to one in Pasadena. I'm like, I ain't going to no spa. My God. I walked out there like, ooh. When are we going back, baby? You got any more gift certificates? <laughs> but this was Esther. Now, here's the deal. So Esther goes from being an orphan, she ends up in a palace. That's a serious journey. Now, when she was an orphan, there were certain things she said to herself when her mom died and her dad died. She made some inner vows. We all do, okay? And one, whether she was lonely, whether she was hurt, there were some things she told herself. And next thing you know, and there's more to the story, but next thing you know, she's the queen. Now, at this time, too, the king made a rule. The king said, nobody can come to me unless I summons them. If you're coming to me and you ain't summons, I'm going to cut, chop your head off. Now, Esther's like, I ain't trying to get my head chopped off. Sister is not trying to get decapitated, decapitated okay? So, so um, um, now, here's the deal. So, there was a guy named Haman. Now, watch this. Haman was an Amalekite. Now, who the Amalekites? Remember when God told Saul... Many, many years ago, get rid of all the Malachites. Now, when God tells you to get rid of somebody, them some bad jokers. Wipe them off the face of this earth. Ooh, that's cruel. Hey, look, if they was after your family, you would want them wiped off the face of the earth too. So hold up with your, with your loving everybody's self. So um, the job wasn't done, and, and they were the same ones that came and took David. You remember, ran, uh, took David and all, all his wives, not David's and his men's wives, captured the Malachites. So now we got this, this, this the guy named Haman who's big up in, in, the, in, the, in the government, and he decides to kill all the Jews. Read chapters 1, 2, and 3 for more of the backstory. But he decides to kill the Jews. Now, Esther had an uncle named Mordecai. And so let's pick this up in verse 13. Mordecai sent this reply to Esther, don't think for a moment that because you're in the palace, say the palace, you will escape when all the other Jews are killed. So now, you've been, had a whole few years of getting dolled on and loved on and all this. It's been about four years now for her, okay, right about this point. Four years. Four years. And maybe you started to forget the, the stuff, you know, when you were an orphan, all the stuff that, that, that you had gone through. <laughs> But, but while she was an orphan, I know she told herself, I will never position myself to suffer loss again. You, you do things for self-preservation. And then all of a sudden now, um, my uncle is asking me to go and talk to the king. And if I go talk to the king, I'm going to get my head cut off. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm fine and all that. I got my weave in. I'm looking good. But he's going to chop my head off because I ain't the only fine sister up in him. 
I remember what happened to the lady before me. In fact, the reason I got this position is because she was acting up. I ain't trying to act up. I ain't going back to being an orphan. I ain't coming down to living with the rest of y'all. No, I'm up here in a palace. I got servants. I am not giving this up. How many of you know that sometimes God positions you to deliver somebody else? And that was Asha's message last week with, with Nehemiah. And sometimes we think, why do you have proximity like you do? Why do you have the assets that you do? What do you think it's for? And many times we think it's for yourself. No, that's our problem as Americans. Now, we Christians, Americans, you got to choose. I'm going to choose to be a Christian. Now, I love my nation. I ain't going nowhere, by the way. Nowhere. Okay? You ain't, I ain't unless God, God's going to have to come and verbally sit down in front of me, move. Stand right here. Corona too. Like fairway drive, like my like like everything. Need some paint on the garage. That's okay. I'll get it done. But but i I like where I am. Got an electrician coming over, Brother Keith. You know, got some lights out and all that. And I can't figure out how to do it. So got, I'm, I'm, I like where I am. So I ain't mad at Esther. And I can only imagine, because if somebody told me, and I love y'all from Compton, and, and, and I, I, I'm gonna touch on some toes, step on some toes right now, and I'll come lay hands on them later and, and get healing. But um I'm not going back. And I told Jack, I'm not going back. Not just, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going back. In fact, my mama cracks me up. Told me twice the other day. Uh, you know, she's doing a puzzle at the table and all that. And she's eating her oatmeal and all that healthy stuff. And, and I'm about to walk out the door. And she says, baby, slow down. And I ain't say nothing. But the second time she told me to slow down, I'm like, oh, next time she tell her, I'm going to say something. So I pulled her. Next time I pulled her to the side as I'm leaving the door. I'm like, mama, I ain't slowing down. I got too much to do. And a short time to do it in. Now, I ain't going to be reckless. I get out, we play tennis, I eat right, okay? I got people like Minister Tim, that's your third ribeye in four days. That's enough red meat, man. <laughs> and you say, why are you eating so many ribeyes? Because in Zambia, Africa, you can get a fresh ribeye with all, all them preservatives for like $10. Well, okay. 13. Mordecai sent this reply to Esther. Don't think for a moment that because you're in the palace, and some of us right now, we think because we're in a palace, we're going to escape everything because we live in Corona in America. Oh, no, no. Read, read the scripture closely. It does not mention the United States. And my theory is right now, the division we got in our government, all the crazy stuff we see on both sides is quickly hastening our decline as a nation. The things we're voting yes to, the things we're putting in our libraries, the things we're teaching our little kids, it's going to send us over the cliff. And the whole world is going to go crazy, but then that's when the Antichrist is going to come in preaching peace, peace, peace. He's going to do the old okey-doke. Everybody's going to fall for it, going to sign this peace contract, a seven-year contract, three and a half years in. He's going to go sit in the temple in Jerusalem that ain't been built yet, and he's going to proclaim that he is God Almighty, and that's when all hell breaks loose. So, just because you're in a palace right now, verse 14. And he says this, if you keep quiet at a time like this, a time like this, a time like this. And this is written in Hebrew, but this is a, this is a Greek word, kairos. There are moments in time that God uniquely ordained for all of us to do a specific action. Why do you think God has sent you? What it does, some things just don't make sense, but they make faith. Minister Ralph, Minister Kathy, it makes no sense for you guys to drive all the way, almost at the beach. Manhattan, I mean, y'all live way over there by the airport, LAX. I, I see airplanes flying over your house when I come. I mean, y'all way over there. 
and they come in here. Sister Steph Perry, she's over there by SoFi Stadium. She could see the Rams playing. She ain't even got to get a ticket. But she comes here. What's up with that? Why you got what? And, and what we don't understand is God is drawing for a specific assignment. 14, if you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. Now, this is what we do. <laughs> let me finish this. Who knows that perhaps you were made queen for such a time as this. Now, mama, let me, tease, let me say this, okay? So we're in the Baptist church, right? And they're on the organ, it's getting good, okay? And somebody get up, could it be ha, that we're here for such a time as this? Okay. And then the time is this thing is because, you know, everybody's hyped. And I think it's the, what, the C note or something. Some of y'all hit on that. And that gets everybody going, okay? And, and, and we mistake that. And this, this such a time as this, we joyous, running around in church, everybody having fun. No, this time is they about to get killed. And God has designated you because it didn't catch them by surprise. So here's the deal. Satan sent Haman, the Malachite, come up with a plan to kill all the Jews. That's what he did. Well, God sent Esther, watch this, an orphan girl. Orphan girl. Her mama and her daddy died. Raised by her uncle in a foreign land. And now all of a sudden she escapes that and now she's in a palace thinking she's all that in a bag of chips. Because she ain't willing to give this up. And her uncle had to come clean with her and come straight with her. And she's trying to protect herself. I don't want to, and I understand it. I ain't mad at her. So many of us don't recognize that we're here for such a time as this and we're trying to do that self-preservation thing. It's not about you. Verse 15, please. She was made queen for such a time as this. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. I love Esther. Watch this. Go and gather together all the Jews of Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, not a day. My maids and I will do the same. And then, though it is against the law, I will go in to see the king. And if I must die, I must die. How many of us, how many of us are really willing to die for our faith? Probably never heard that in America before because we don't think like that. Do you really love him? We can't even tell our coworkers. What you doing in Brazil? Well, well you know, it was, it, was, it was a conference. What kind of conference? Well, you know, some people got together. What people? My first mission trip was to the Dominican Republic. And I had this little letter to raise money for it, and that was in 2002. And I went to my job. I went and gave almost everybody a letter. Here you go. I'm going on a mission trip, going on a mission trip, going on a mission trip. And one young lady asked me, because that was my first time. I didn't know what mission trips were. I didn't, I was, I was, it was all new to me. And, and, and one of my coworkers, a lady named Julie, said to me, I told you you going to get some training for this? I'm like, I don't know, but I know I'm going. And I raised like $1,500 more than a trip. I helped other people be able to go on a trip. I just made up my mind. I'm going. And one of the reasons I made up my mind to go, and even like people say, well, it's dangerous praying. Yeah, y'all keep us covered in prayer. But I got to be obedient to the, what, what God said. He said, be my witnesses. And we mistake being a witness, according to Acts 1.8, a witness is getting up and testifying. Like Johnny Crocker and is your lawyer, and you, you, you on court, and you got to testify. No, 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 no. That word witness is martyr. Now, if you, I know most of you are not willing to give up your physical life. You're not really, really biologically die, but you're not even ready to be inconvenienced. 
I'm like being disturbed. And so I know for some Christians here, and I know I've gotten pushback, but that's a lot. No, it's Bible. You want to stay with, oh, it's happening over here. It ain't happening. You know how many people that pastor's sleeping with? And you, you, and you can't discern ain't happening. Oh, the spirit, that ain't the spirit, not the Holy Spirit. And the Lord show up, what's going to be your excuse? If I must die, I must die. Next, next, please. Next scripture. No, I got a point. I got three points. <laughs> More than three. She was an orphan girl. She was an orphan girl. Now, this is what encourages me. I don't care if you're from a dysfunctional family. I've had people say, wow, you, you don't think nothing negative of me because of my family. No. In fact, your family is dysfunctional and encourages me. Who in the Bible had a functional family? Everybody God used had a jack. They came from somewhere jacked up. So when you tell me your jacked up story, you know, your story, you know how encouraged I get? Oh, really? <laughs> well, let's see what God is going to do. I know your, your stuff tore up from the flow up. Your, I get, your daddy, bless his heart. Your mama, oh, pray for it still. Okay. But I'm encouraged. Oh, you don't know what they did to me. Tell me. <laughs> I, I'm encouraged. Because a story like this. So God uses people from dysfunctional families. You think about Joseph, okay? Brothers hated him. Dad favored him. They threw him in a pit. Brothers are going to kill him. Think about David. His brothers, they rejected him. His dad rejected him. His dad didn't even know he had a king in the house. Think about it. Think about Jesus. His own brothers denied him. Like, who are you? You all that going up to Jerusalem with your crew? <laughs> Jesus. Every Moses. Moses' a brother and sister said, you married that Ethiopian woman? Yeah, they were racist. And it says Miriam was a prophetess. Yeah, check, read the Bible. Just stop, just. Other thing too, she, was, she, had a, she had a position of preeminence. But why? And see, that's many times we don't think the why. The why behind the what? What are you? But why are you there? Why did God put you there? Why did God bring you here for such a time as this? Why? What is that about? I made this statement. Let me, let me, to my online audience, let me share this with you, okay? Because you guys didn't hear this two weeks ago when I made this announcement. And I know it's, it's startled some people, but we're in the middle of a building campaign, okay? We got to raise money. We got about 30 more days that we need to raise money. We need right over a million, about a million two right now still, okay? Here, here, here we go. Here, here we go. I made the statement that my wife and I are going to give $100,000. Now, first of all, it shocked a lot of people that I have $100,000. Well, we've been working forever. We have retirement. Okay? And I'm choosing to take some of my retirement because, see, the thing is that I was thinking it was for my retirement. But then God said, go start a church in Corona. We're trying to start no church. Wasn't even you. And no one, no one, mama, my wife here, kid, my son back there, no one ever heard me utter I wanted to be a pastor. I didn't want to move to Corona. I was living in Chino Hills. And demographically, Chino Hills is a higher upscale community than Corona. Y'all know you think it. I'm just saying it. So why does he have me here? And why do we start a church? And why on this corner? Why do they choose us to lease the building and not all the other 32 some odd churches that need a building right now? Why do they choose us? And it's a white church. Why did the white church choose the black church? And that's what I do. I ask questions all the time. 
Three weeks ago, me and Jackie sitting in front of the elders explaining everything. We had two bankers from Colorado move, come out here to meet with me and Jackie. I have never heard anybody else have the bankers fly out here and meet with them. And they, they liked us. They liked us. They liked us. Thank you, Minister Everett's favor. So then, but why me? So all of a sudden, we need money. Now, here's the thing too. Bible. Say Bible. So when David decided to build a temple, he went first and told everybody what he was giving. Somehow, like, he bragging. He trying to, he trying to, I ain't manipulating nobody. I'm doing Bible. So see, your ignorance is showing. That's all. And there are people in here who got a whole lot more than I do. In fact, we, <laughs> we giving a good portion of what we have. A good portion. Way over 10%. But either I'm going to trust God or not. And that's the same thing I'm going to challenge you with. You're going to trust God or not? Who are you going to trust? The stock market? You know, this is commercial real estate we're purchasing right here. You know, this commercial real estate has outperformed the S&P 500 over the last 25 years. I do read more than the Bible. <laughs> but why? God sent her to offset Haman. Why is God having you here? Who do we need to do battle with? I talked to Minister Warren right here. He's going to start representing us with the cops and clergy meeting. Why do I know the police chief? What's going to happen? Third thing, what inner commitment did, did um, Esther make once she became queen? What did she tell herself? What did she say to herself? I will never. What have you told yourself? What have you told yourself? Elder Abraham, I told myself at a subconscious level, I would never go to Africa. November, the last week of November, will be my 26th time. One man claps, African claps. Rest out like I ain't going. Okay. Are you going to believe God or not? Are you going to obey God or not? Man, you're supposed to be encouraging. Watch Joel Osteen. Look. I like Pastor Joel. That's, if you want to be encouraged, watch him. But if you really want, I mean, why are you here? Number one, three things I'm going to leave you with. God strategically, God strategically, and please take screenshots, pictures of this. I need you to get this. God strategically places people in positions, you know why? To deliver others. I'm here to deliver somebody. I don't know who, but I'm here to, to deliver somebody. I don't know who, but I'm here to deliver somebody. I don't know who, but I'm here to deliver somebody. I don't know who, but I'm here to deliver somebody. I don't know who, but I'm here to deliver somebody. I'm getting ready to preach up in Brazil. The last night of the conference is my turn to preach, third day. And, and I turn, I just happen to turn around. I see about four or five people carrying a female out. She just laid out. And I'm like, okay, wow, I don't know what that is. And all of a sudden I turn on again, and that's Prophetess Tracy just, just making a beeline to get up there. And I, it blessed my heart. I, didn't, I knew right then I didn't have to worry about what was going on. I turned my attention. I went up and preached. And it was, what, three days later? I said, hey, what happened that night? I saw some come And she's like, the girl, a girl had been sent on assignment to disrupt our meeting. And they had to do demonic deliverance. And in fact, in the midst of it, when the spirit left the girl, her pulse stopped. Her heart quit. Eyes rolled in the back of her head. They had to bring her back. You just don't know all the stuff that's going on. Sometimes we so focus on us and just what's around us and where we are. It's not about your preference. God has placed me in a position for other people to be de delivered. Number two. And this is what I need you to get. And Tim Johnson alluded to this earlier. What's happening to others could eventually happen to me. So Mordecai told Esther, if you don't do it, <laughs> you and your family are going to be killed. 
got a whole workshop I can do on that. That's that, that principle right there, that pattern. I can show you in other instances God did the same thing. Said the same thing. He said it to Jeremiah. Yeah, the weeping prophet. He told the whole children of Israel. He told them the same thing too. Yeah, he did. If you don't, he told Moses the same thing. If you're not going to perform, then what's your purpose? It's not scaring you. I'm not trying to, and, and I, I really want you to get this. Hold, number three, holding on to my life can cause me to lose it. That's why I quit. I, I quit Tony Dunn. I just stopped all the, all the things I had in my head and all my beliefs and all, I, how it should be. And I got an opinion. I got something to say. This is what I think about that. And for some, for some reason, I just thought I was right. My Aunt Pat, my, my daddy's husband, I mean, my daddy's sister told me one time, he said, she said, uh, Tony, you don't, you don't always have to say something. Yes, I do. Look at John 12, 25. We're going to stop. This is what Jesus said. He that loveth his life shall lose it. He that ago pale, totally, wholly given over to his psyche, his mind, his will, his emotion in Greek, you're going to lose it. So I quit holding on to me. But it has to be this way. It has to be like this. They didn't let me. Oh, I, I, nobody else will ever. I'm not going to. I quit saying, I just quit all that. I'm going to like, whatever. Whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to trust God. Trust God. Trust God. Trust God. He's got me all the way here. He's going to get me the rest of my life too. He's never left me nor forsaken me. I figure, why am I worrying? I'm going to sleep. And he that hated this life, his psyche, his mind, his will, his emotion, in this world, in this world order, the cosmos, the way we have things arranged, the credit system, the government system, and all that kind of stuff, the way we have it right now, the way all of this, okay, you're going to lose it. And he that hated his life in this world shall keep it until life eternal. Now, let me help you with something. The first life is the word psyche. The second word life, he that hated his life, is psyche. That third life, okay, uh, uh, Lawson's, is Zoe. If you really want the Zoe life, the God kind of life, Zoe, Zoe, hey, got the Zoe life. What Jesus said, I came to you might have, Zoe might have life and have it more abundantly. The way to have that is let go of your old ways. Your patterns, your principles, let them go. Let them go. They hurt you. They said something wrong. They, 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 you, uh, let it go. Well, I just don't like it. Ain't about your preference. It's not. And that's what's holding you back right now. <sighs> All you got to do is, it's so simple. All you got to do is die, 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 die. And then you will live, 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 live. So, Bishop, how does this happen? Glad you asked. Joshua 1.8, and I'll close with this. Study this book of instruction continually. Not your favorite preacher. Oh, I like him. Why? Because I feel good. You ain't learnt nothing. I know, mama. You ain't learnt nothing. Study this book of instruction. How? continually because we forget we forget and then you'll learn something i should say something i didn't even know that it was four months from the time nehemiah said his prayer to the king actually said hey man what's up with you four months of being in anguish y'all some of y'all can't go four hours i can't sit on a plane that long when he said go and you have a plane paul didn't study this book of instruction continually meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it 
Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. So Bishop Tony's doing fundraising. He's talking about money all of a sudden. After 13 years, he's bringing up money. Let me explain something to you. I don't want a building. We have no option here. If we lose this, where are we going? Oh, we move back to a school. You ain't the one to get it early and set up and break down. You come and sit and then go home. No, we're not knowing. And then, then years from now, when we don't have an asset, no, no, we need to own. So that's why we're doing this. And it's not an egotistical thing. I own a home. I'm good. This is not an ego thing. I need you to understand it. Online, I need you to understand this, okay? Yeah, it's one of them days, but I'm, everything is right. I just need people to get it. I need you to understand. I need you to understand the word of God and the principle of God, okay? When, when, when a temple was, the tabernacle in the desert was built, everybody gave an offering. And one time offering to raise that up, okay? When David wanted to build a temple for God, okay, that first temple is called Solomon's Temple, that was people donated to that too. When the church was first started, okay, in Acts chapter 5 and 6, you know, everybody bought an offering, everybody bought an offering. It says they sold houses and land. Many of us won't sell a shoe string but it's bible it's bible so i purpose to follow his principles his patterns it makes sense Amen. my faith has to be in him bow your heads please father god in the name of jesus we thank you for your word we thank you as alive as a living thing and will not return into you void it shall accomplish that which you please lord or prosper in the hearts of the people you sent it thank you heavenly father that your word, your word, not tradition, your word, not our preference, your word lives big in us. And we live word-based lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us. We pray that you were blessed by today's message. To learn more about New Day Christian Fellowship Church in Corona, California, visit our website at www.newdaycorona.org.